Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Hey, I'm on stock. <laughs> this guy. I remember my first beer. Actually, I don't. It was in the 70s. <laughs> All right, I love that sound because it is Friday and it is 5 o'clock. 5 o'clock pop. Brought to you by Farmer's Brewing Company, whatever time it is. And wherever you are, join us as we get ready for this weekend. We're going to be sipping on their premium light lager called Farmer's Light. It's only 99 calories, you fatties, uh, per 12 fluid ounce, uh, ounces. Go grab a six-pack from Farmer's Brewing at your nearest grocery store and enjoy the game with us and mm, the beer uh, right here on 95.7 The Game. Yeah. Cheers. Okay. Right. Cheers, brother. Eh, good one. Supposed, but, but no, right? Like, yes or no? Yeah. Yeah? It's fine. Whatever. I mean, you're going to the right. game tonight. You're no, getting the ride. You're getting picked care. up. Yeah, Higgins gets all bent out of shape. Guys, don't do it. It's your career. Fake a sip and put it down. <laughs> look, look, look. Otherwise, uh, you're just going to waste a beer. Well, you, you're the one who came and brought him to us. Yeah, blame me. It's theatrics. This one's on me. All right. So <laughs> nice. If Stacy calls, it you go down. Mm-hmm. All right. Lucas goes down, mm-hmm. and he will go down hard. God, that's good. Yeah. Their beers are really good. They really are. Whose beer? Farmers. Thank you. Yeah. Farmers. You tell me you just put your farmers. mouth on a farmer. <laughs> farmers. That's what happened. Farmers Brewing Company's beers are really good. You should put your lips on a farmer because it's really good. All right. Now what do you want to talk well, about? I want to get back to the, <laughs> and I'd love to get some calls on Do you? They believe, do you? Chris Mannix, great article, SI.com, and the whole premise is, you know, do you believe in this player? Do you believe in that player? Do you believe in this player? Do you believe in the Warriors? They believe in themselves. Is this how we're going to do it for the final hour? You're doing great, Dibs. Keep it going. Oh, my God. I mean, this guy. I got the One sip in. (laughs) Literally. One sip in. The guy is .0005 on the BAC, and he is off the reservation. I've lost you. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Yep, you have. Go ahead. Lead the show. You always want more time. Let's, let's, let's hear it. I'm not getting your crumbs. What do you got? You got to earn it. What you got, dude? You got to work for it. Come on. You know what I got? And this is a side conversation, a shoulder topic. And I told you this during the break. I encourage everyone to go to the Chronicle and read Ron Krojcik's piece today on Trace Jackson Davis. Wow. Yeah. Fascinating. It's no, it's. I mean, you were just telling me. I haven't read it yet. I can't wait to go check just it out. The, the thumbnail is he had two life-threatening injuries before he turned six years old. Jeez. And, you know, you, I've got a young baby, you've got three kids, and your worst nightmare is thinking about something bad happening to your kid, uh-huh. certainly when they're, like, four years old. Yeah, when they're innocent. And he, he tied, apparently he, like, 
had a couple of action figures and he tied them around a stretchy band and he put one end of the stretchy band on the door handle and he was seeing how far he could pull it. Oh. And then that <laughs> that exercise band Which, broke free from yeah. the door handle, flew up and hit him in the head and fractured his skull. He was down, yeah. Not only down, but the babysitter calls his mom and says, ah, uh, you may want to come home. And then he goes to the hospital and the first hospital is about to do a surgery and they realize he had a fractured skull. So you go to the other hospital and he, if you ever look at it, and I've never looked at it until now, he has a scar ear to ear yep. along his forehead. And then that's not all. Two years later when he's six, one of his associates hit him in the face with a golf club and fractured his did, eye socket. Did you call him an associate? I don't know if I've he was a friend. I've never known a six-year-old to have associates. I don't know if they like, were friends or enemies. My name's Chase Davis. I'm six years old. These are my associates. If any six-year-old had an associate, it would be TJ. It's Trace Jackson Davis. <laughs> totally. And these are my associates. One of his... Uh, That's actually a good point. I bet companion. he was calling his friends his associates. Right. He's not a friend. Like yelling at his teacher right. in kindergarten, one of my associates took my pencil. Totally. Uh, I could see it. Anyway. I could totally see it. Fascinating article. Anyway. If you get time pregame or, you know, I, I know you'll have time over the weekend, but look at Ron Kroichik's piece in yeah. the Chronicle. Well, Ron's great, too. Ron's great. Yeah. And All just, right. you know, a lot of times the background, and you think about a player, son of an NBA player, you immediately think certain things about their life. We don't know about any of these guys' stories, and Ron does a great job of telling this harrowing tale. Um. They believe, do you, the Golden State Warriors. Uh, Apparently they believe, I don't because yeah. I just bet T-shirts versus Lumpia. No, we're, you know, we're, we're, we're just trying to, uh, we're trying to set things up for some fun with one of our best listeners, yeah. Pons. And so, uh, yeah, well, we'll do that. They can still win it all from the 7 or 8 yeah, seed. I also, yeah, I also, I don't think believing in them automatically means 6 seed. They could play great. They could go twenty and nine in that final twenty nine and still end up the seven seed. Yeah, that's totally possible. So um, both things can can be true. Check this out though. Uh, February is going to come to a close here soon, right? The, the Warriors have a few more games in the month of February. Listen to this. This is courtesy of Danny Emmerman, who writes for the uh, Merck. In February, these are all rankings for the Warriors. Okay, their win percentage is eight hundred. Okay, that is fourth in the NBA. Their offensive rating is third. Their defensive rating is seventh. 125.7 points per game. That is first. 50.3 rebounds per game. That is first. 31.7 assists per game. That is first. Like, whoa. Yeah. I know that they've won 9 of 11, um, and, and so it, it's not news to say that they're playing better, but when you start looking at ratings like that, and as Chris, the first thing he said when he joined us today, and Chris Mannix, YouTube of the Odyssey app, if you missed it, if you're a Warrior fan, you should definitely go hear it. The first thing he said, the sample size is getting bigger. It's getting bigger real fast. And so have the Warriors figured something out? Andrew Wiggins thinks so. They believe. Do you? Um, let's go to Gloria in the city. Hey, Gloria, what's up? You're on with Willie and Dibby. Hey, Willie and Dibby. Thank you for taking my call. I believe those stats you just read off 
are fantastic. That's effort and the the will to want to do it. Um, I believe in the youth. They have an assembly of youth that will mesh well with the veterans. I have a manifestation that Clay Thompson is going to excel coming off the bench, and he's going to have one of those breakout games. Like, he played like 29, 30 minutes last night, and he came off the bench. And he had that many minutes. So he, he didn't have a great game, but he had great assists. He got others involved. I think that the Warriors can make that sixth seed. And even if they didn't, they will not fall under the seventh seed. I believe, gentlemen. Thank you. Gloria, thank you. I love it. That's pretty good. That's getting loose uh, on the Warriors situation. Uh, Chris mentioned something else. I don't know how this whole thing will shake out. Uh, but, yeah, I think – did he call it an NBA wet dream? The, the Western Conference play-in tournament right, right. now – Right, the 7th or 10 would be, yeah. ludicrous. Can you imagine these games with the urgency that would be attached to them? Like, Dallas has actually moved out of it. They've got the tiebreaker on the Suns. So, right now, it's the Suns at 7, the Kings at 8, the Lakers at 9, and the Warriors at 10. Dude – Forget the top six. I want to watch that. Right. I don't care about the other New Orleans. Get out of here. That would be intense. Maybe too intense. Yeah, one and done scenario. The Warriors at the Crypt against LeBron in a rematch spot from last year's postseason. The Adorables in the desert taking on KD, Booker, and company. And if the Warriors beat the Lakers, they would either get Phoenix or get the Sacramento Adorables in a second play-in game. That is a, an absolute NBA dream, but also terrifying. You know, like of you got you got to win one of those basketball games. Um, look, the standings, and that's where getting to the eight is so important because then you have a little bit of a buffer for sure. And the, the Warriors are already ahead of the Lakers in the loss column, right? The Lakers have played a lot yeah. more games than the Warriors. The Warriors had that break because of the tragedy, um, and so right now the loss column is definitely worth looking at because if you look at the five and the six seed, you're like, whoa, the Warriors are like five or six games out here. And uh, sure, that it's not that that's not true. That's mathematics. But if you look at the loss column, the Pelicans at 22, the Mavericks, Suns, and Kings all at 23, and then next is the Warriors at 26. They're right there. They're just three back in the loss column from that whole group that's at 23, including the team that's in the sixth seed. So, I, look, it, it's not – they're going to have to play very well. They're going to have to be blessed with health. We talked earlier about the schedule. Yeah, It is the third easiest schedule in the NBA the rest of the way. Um, I, I'm going to go out on a crazy limb. They're going to win tonight. They're going to win tonight, and that's going to push them even further up the standings. And uh, the sixth seed is not out of the question at all. No. It's not even close to crazy. It depends on how you would do against some of the – the really good teams, the world beaters, and you do have Denver coming in. Denver's at Portland tonight, then Denver comes in Sunday. If you're going to beat the Nuggets in the regular season, that's probably your best chance of the three games that you have against them. I don't know. Didn't you feel like they had them? They had them both the two times that they played them. They had them. The Joker hits a 40-foot bank shot to beat you. I don't look at Sunday as a should-lose. 
No, of course not. Beat Charlotte tonight. Take a day off. Uh, play the way you've played against Denver this year. You win that game. Play how you've played in February, yes. and you laid out great metrics, and they're 8-2 and two in February. And the other piece of this, and credit needs to be given to Draymond Green, they're 10-5 and five since he came back, and they are plus 8 in point differential since he came back. So he definitely is a key to unlocking a lot of things. The... Wiggins-Kaminga pairing is no longer an issue since Draymond came back, and they have absolutely rolled since he returned to the team. Okay, I want to point something else out, too, and I know this is going to sound like woulda, coulda, shoulda. That's not what I mean. Lots of NBA games are close. But I think also important to point out, when you look at this winning streak that they are on, um, yes, it is nine of the last 11, but go back to just simply once they started playing basketball again after the tragedy involving right. Coach Decky. Let's go back to that moment. They returned to play on Wednesday, January 24th, and they blow out the Atlanta Hawks at Chase Center. Since then, they have lost four basketball games. That's it. By one flipping point to the Kings in double overtime by one point to the Los Angeles Lakers in overtime to the Atlanta Hawks when Steph scored 60 and then a five-point loss to the Clippers. A collapse. Where you were completely up by 15. You had that game. Yeah. So, now granted, you can always look at that through the opposite lens. You beat Phoenix because Steph hit a miracle. You beat Philly because they didn't have Embiid twice. Sure. Sure, you played the Lakers without LeBron. And and yes, there were plenty of cuppy cakeies all over the schedule. You got Memphis, you've got a couple of Utahs. But a win against Indiana at the end of a road trip on the second half on of the back to back. On the road. Did Halliburton play? Yeah. He did? Yeah, he That's did. That's right, he did. He did. He had a very quiet game. Yeah. Yeah. So if you just look at the Warriors from that moment, and I think that's I think it's 14 games. 10 and 4. And they're 10 and 4, but you're like, dude, you're a nose hair away from being 14 and 0. Right. Like you have, and I don't even look at it that way. Forget the record, because they were nose hair away from losing some of these that yeah, they won. Yeah. But they've just been they've just been playing really good basketball. Yeah. Especially on the offensive end. I would say at the beginning of this run. Games like that, the Kings, the Lakers, that loss at the Hawks where Steph scored 60, your defense was still shoddy, but that's what's now turned the corner. That 14-game stretch, man, they've been a good basketball team. Right. Really good. Well, the loss to the Clippers was you know, three quarters of fantastic and one quarter of just terrible. Totally. And, you know, the other losses, like you mentioned, one point, one point, seven points, two overtime losses. You've been right in there, and it just looks better. Even if you didn't have a scoreboard, watching them play, they're playing harder, they're turning it over less, they're rebounding better. Things look to be a lot more cohesive. Pods in the starting lineup is a win. If Clay can continue to be a six-man who embraces the role. And you look at the schedule, you mentioned a lot of the cupcakes that are coming up. You feel like this team can put together a good run and, and at least make a push for the six. There's no doubt. I mean, what I look for, and it does not exist the rest of the way, what I look for is like a gauntlet. Do the Warriors have any more gauntlets on the schedule? Let me go ahead and look ahead for you and tell you. The answer is no. No. 
they get tough games here and there. Yeah. But I'm talking about, do you have one of those road trips that's like three or four games against nothing but good teams? No. Look at next week. Next week, you're gonna leave, you're gonna go to Washington. You should win that game. Then you're gonna go to New York. We'll see. You go to Toronto, you should win that game. And then you're gonna go to Boston. That's gonna be hard. It doesn't mean you can't win them, and it doesn't mean you can't blow a game you should win. But I look at that road trip and I kind of think the baseline is two and two. Sure. It, two and two. You come back home, you do your thing, you've got the Bulls and Spurs coming to town, Giannis too. But again, you hit the road again. There's San Antonio, there's Dallas, there's the Lakers in there. Although you get a really good break, you get you get two nights off after Dallas and the Lakers. Then you're home again with some more cakes coming to town. A couple tough games here and there. Um, the hardest thing that they've got to do left, I would argue. I, I see it, yeah. Is a trip from March 26th to March 31st. You have back to you have a back to back in Miami and Orlando. But then, well, it starts with a trip to Minnesota, Mark. And, uh, right? Uh, thank the front you end of that. The front yeah. end of that. That's the hardest stretch in four nights at Minnesota, at Miami, at Orlando. Well, you got five and eight too. Right. So even right. the back end of that but is the not. Ba- but the know. back end of the trip is Charlotte and the Spurs. Right, but still, those are road games. Yeah. And you know, when you're at the end of a road trip like that, San Antonio game, that'll be the third time you've played San Antonio in March. And if you're going to lose one of the three, I'm not saying you will, that's the most losable of the three, in my opinion. Totally. The last game of a five-game trip when you've got five games and eight nights, that's difficult no matter who the opponent is. But to your point, that is the most gauntlety thing that's remaining on this schedule. That's it. Like Every time they've got a tough game, they squeeze in... um, Some cake. Some cake. There's, right? The middle of the cake. There's some frosting in there. Yeah. yeah. Right? They play Dallas on April 2nd. They play them again on April 5th. It. Yeah, they get Houston in between. <laughs> get a little Houston in there. Yeah. And then they're going to have to go play the Lakers, but first they get Utah. And then Portland on the back end. And then end they get to Portland. Then they got to play New Orleans. And then they get Utah again. It's just like, and again, I know we don't know health, and so we can't assume that just because it's a bad team, the Warriors are going to beat them. But um, probably. Probably, I honestly, you look at where they are, they're 28 and 26. I think that it's absolutely an easy run to 42 wins. Oh, I was going to say 45. Right. E- but I'm talking easy. Like, layup to a 42 and 40 record. That's 14 and 14. And, right. You can go up from there. I, I have zero doubt. So if you can even just... You tuck into some of these, you know, you got Dallas three times. Can you get one or two of those? Um, you got the Lakers a couple of times. You're going to get maybe one of those. You do that back-to-back in Miami and Orlando. Do you just get one of those? If you just grab three, four, five of those suckers, boom, there's the goal. There's your 48 wins. 47, yeah. 48 wins, whatever. Does that get you the six? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. 48, you're sniffing the gonna, six. It's going to get you the seven. Right. It's going to get you a home court for the play-in. And, 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 you know, it, right now, I know that's not the stated goal. Steve Kerr had a, apparently a speech for the Warriors last night before the game. And some of the guys reported that it was a pretty good one. And the stated goal is the six seed. The stated goal is avoid the play-in. Yeah. And they can do it, but if they don't, I think right now i'd be shocked if they're not 7 or 8 at worst if you win 49 games and literally 49.2 wins is a 600 winning percentage so 
for the sake of the discussion, let's just put it at 49, which would be a winning percentage of about 595. And right now, if you had that winning percentage, you'd be the six because the Mavericks are at 589. 589 pencils out to be 48 wins. So could 48 wins be good enough for the six? It might be. It'll be close, and that would mean you wound up the year from here going 20 and 8 the rest of the way. There's can also, you go 20 and 8? Yeah. Uh, I think you can. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. You can't avoid or you can't afford any spit ups. I'd kind of be surprised if they weren't at least 18 and 10. That's yeah. kind of for me. That's a little bit of like that. That's kind of a nice par. Eighteen and ten, you're a seven or an eight. Yeah. I would say right. Forty six wins get you the seven or yeah. the eight. There's also some things going on with some of these other teams that I don't really uh, understand. And we still got time for your calls eight 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 nine five seven nine five seventy. They believe. Do you? Uh, Chris Mannix on with us earlier, really good, and that was the ending of his article. There's some things going on with some of these teams that I don't really understand. Um, I'm still not a hundred percent sure why the Suns aren't better. I think the Mavericks are on a heater right now, so they've moved to 33-23, and 23, but they've won seven in a row. That's not going to sustain at that level. They're going to chill out a little bit. I do think the Pelicans are a solid team. That's probably one of the top five seeds. Why the Kings aren't better, not really 100% sure. Um, I think what the Lakers are doing right now is wobbly. They've got a negative point differential. Like that's another thing to look at. I know that that's that, that that's not a perfect stat, but because the Warriors have played fewer games, it's sort of depressed where this winning percentage could go or the view of all of it. They've got a better point differential than the Lakers. They've got a better point differential than the Kings. They've got a better point differential than the Mavericks. Yeah. Those things tend to work themselves out through a season. And so yeah, you're sitting at 10 right now. Um I think you're going to be the 9. In four and a half hours, you're going to be the nine, and um, and I'd be shocked if it doesn't go up from there. It should, based on the schedule and how they're playing, and you know we've seen them regress so many times this year. It's hard when you mention, you know, they believe. Do you? This season has made us feel like maybe we shouldn't believe because every time it seems like they start stacking wins, there's that regression whether or not it's because Draymond Green goes out or Wiggins comes up missing or whatever the reasons have been, they haven't ever, until now, really gone on a prolonged roll. And you mentioned the February numbers, the metrics. They're 8-2 and two in February, and we're near the end of the month. So this feels more sustainable than ever before. Totally. But part of me does reserve a little bit of the, well, we, I mean, we've seen this all year. 54 games out of 82 is not a small sample that's well over half the year, and they've been on again, off again. I know, but here's what I think that you do have to let yourself do. First of all, dream a little bit. You're a fan. But but I don't want you to be irrational. I, I think back to when they started the playoffs two seasons ago, and the feeling felt similar, simply elevated at a higher conversation. But remember, the Warriors were not the one seed. Uh, they were not the two seed. They were the three seed. And if you remember what was going on two years ago, it was very much like, okay, they've been good all year, but the idea of them winning it all sort of rides on, do you believe that they're actually healthy 
and cohesive. Remember, Steph Curry did not play the last couple of weeks of the season. Yeah. And so we got to the end, and it was like, are you healthy at the right time? And there were question marks running around in everyone's head. Well, the answer was yes. They they were not healthy, fully functional all year long. And then they were at the end, at the right time. Poof, they win a ring. I do think there's a little something to be said for that here. Much lower level. You're talking about right. the 10 seed. You're just barely over 500. But we know where this story has been. And some of it is explainable. Hey, Draymond, stop punching people. Some of it's not. Andrew, what's wrong with you? I don't know. But sometimes you have to give credit for a team simply clicking, simply being healthy. Clay is accepting a role. Andrew is playing. Draymond is back. The young guys are contributing. Sure, they've got a keep that up they have to keep that to stay healthy right and i don't know if they will but i don't think that you're being myopic in any sort of a way to look at what they're doing right now and go well listen all that stuff that happened this year that's not these guys right that's not this group you mentioned that yesterday and you made a good point about the chris paul return and what it means he's rejoining a team that is markedly different than the team he left when he broke his hand. That team was more in need of his services. I do think Chris Paul will still play a role. How significant that'll be determined by how he plays and how fit he's able to get. But this is a different team than the one he left. And the comp to two years ago is interesting because that team uh, wound up the year going 10-12 and in their last 22. I was just looking at the log. They were 43-17. and They were the two seed, six and a half back of Phoenix. They weren't going to catch Phoenix, but they were locked in at the two, and Steph was hurt, and then they had a five-game losing streak, a three-game, and a four-game all down the stretch where it looked a little bit wobbly. Wobbly is a good way to put it, and you finally got to the end of the year, and it looked like they were getting healthy, but they had their work cut out for them, and then a couple of things broke their way which often happens where you know you, you played an injured Denver team. Phoenix wasn't in your way. Ja got hurt in the Memphis series. You remember they were down two games to one in that one. and Or they, were, you know, they split the first two, and Ja got hurt, and then you were able to get over the Grizzlies, and you avoided Phoenix and the rest of it. But this team, they have a lot of work to do just to get into a spot where maybe things can break their way. Well, yeah, I, I look at this and go, I, like, I think it's completely fair when people are like, hey, come on, chill out, they're 28 and 26. Mm, no, they're not. I mean, they are. They are, yeah. But you know that I've always fought back against that famous Bill Parcells. Oh, and I love I it. I hate that quote. Because no, you're not. And the quote is, you are what your record says you are. And I understand what he means. I understand the thought process behind it. You, you're not allowed to change the standings just because you're playing well. You are 28 and 26. But there's an emotion behind that with which I don't agree. You are what your record says you are. No, they're not. That's not who this team is. And I can prove it. You you can go back a month or two ago and think about some of the things that we said about the Warriors. They were definitions that we would give this team reasons that there were such problems. And those things don't exist anymore. Well, Clay's got an attitude. He would never come off the bench. What do we do? Doesn't exist anymore. Remember, Kaminga and Wiggins can't play together. Right. Now what are you going to do at that point? It's 
It's gone. doesn't exist. So we can go through a bunch of the things that we would talk about and say, this is a problem for the Warriors. That's a problem for the Warriors. And those things don't exist anymore. So that's why, from an emotional standpoint, I would argue back against you are what your record says you are. Because this team right now, right now, I don't know where it will go next, but right now, this is not a 28 and 26 team. They're so much better than that. Well, you got to go out and prove it. And right. that's. And they are. Yeah, it's been good. February has been great. And, you know, some of the things that do still exist is you can't win close games. This team can't close teams out, and they've had a difficult time of doing that. And, you know, now you're in a spot where you're going to have to be able to win some of these close games. And you mentioned it before starting to roll eight and two in February which will be their second winning month of the year. You had a losing record in November, December, and January. October, you had a plucky, hello, Christy, plucky little 3-1 and one record in October. So outside of the truncated opening month of the year, this is your first winning month. So yeah. you are what your record says you are, but this team has a chance to do some things to change that narrative. Okay, I love what you just brought up because I do think it's the the bugaboo, if you will. They quote unquote they can't win close games. Um, if you look at their wins in February, it is startling. They it's like they have to be up by fifteen to win by four. To, <laughs> right? They beat Atlanta by twenty two. They beat the Sixers by twelve. They beat Memphis by twenty. Brooklyn by 11, Philadelphia by 23, Indiana by 22, on and on, as if to say, they've got to be up by 1,000 points in order to win. If it gets close, they'll lose. Well, I'm curious. I I look forward to them hitting the road and getting into more, as they call them now, clutch games to see what they'll do, because I don't expect tonight to be one of them, and neither was last night. But if you just look at recent history... You've got the game against Phoenix, Curry Gasm, you win. Yes. But that's as narrow as it possibly could be. You've got the Clipper game, you blew it. And then you've got the Utah game. Oh, my God. The you, next you, night, you blew it. You made every effort to blow it. You blew it, and, and you then they, they blew it back. And then you won. So it's a fair question. And I want to see, and we will get a bunch more of yes. them. And, uh, and how do the Warriors handle that situation? Because. Uh, my God, we already know this. You're 28 and 26, and if they were just, my God, they've blown, and I mean blown, at Six? least five games. Yeah, yeah. Think yeah. What their record would be right exactly. now? Exactly. They'd, they'd be out of the playing tournament already. You know what that is, Mark? What is it? It's an exasperation sensation. It is. It is. It is. It's exhausting. It, it just makes you like go Macaulay Culkin and hold both sides of your head. From home alone, it's like how? Because I, I, I mean, they even if you only blew half of those, you're 31 and 23. Oh, you'd be in the, you'd and be, now I'm not schedule? betting Leona Pons. No. <laughs> I'm not betting Lumpia Ponzi. And if you look at their wins, Lumpia even Pons. back to even back to January, <sighs> you beat the Pistons by four. Yeah, good win in a clutch oh game. God, that game was disgusting. disgusting. I remember that game. Yeah, I hated that game. That game was an atrocity. Oh, they were awful. And hey, but hey, you won a close game against uh, the second worst team in and, the association. And I remember two nights. It was that the the, the next two games. I would argue you stunk. The, not just you stunk. That was the lowest 
morale moment of the season. Right. Y'all remember getting blown out by Toronto and then three nights later getting absolutely torched by the Pelicans at Chase Center. Yeah. Those two no games, answer for Valanchunas. None. And that those two games left the Warriors 17 and 20 on January 10th. And we sat here with no answers. There were no answers. Steve, there did we lose nothing you? Nothing you could say that, <laughs> right. we, that where you could find optimism. We were talking about play in or lottery at that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I lost you. Who are they going to be? Are they going to be play in? Can they even crawl in to the play in? So you're right, Mark. The expression of you are what your your record says you are is a bit of a misnomer because this team now that's humming eight and two in the month, ten and five since Draymond got back. This is a different team, and when CP3 comes back and you get veteran depth and you get everybody healthy and the calendar turns to March and down the stretch we come. We'll see if this team really is good enough to, quote, make a run. It looks like this team is poised to do more than limp into the 10 seed at 42 and 40. Absolutely. I mean, this team feels more like, I mean, 50 is a little bit of a stretch. 50 wins. That's a stretch. But can you get to 46? Can you get to 48 and sniff the six? That's what this team currently feels like. I think, again, 46 to me is a baseline. I, yeah. Like, like if they're blessed with health, I I think that that's that's a that's a no doubter. That's Looking eighteen and ten the rest of the way. Ten the rest of the way, um, and it's fair. I think it's fair to look at the Western Conference right now, and and I think it's overrated when we go. They've never done it before. It's like okay, but they're they're ballers, and these teams are really good. And so Minnesota, Oklahoma City, you know, I get it. I, they probably don't want to play the Warriors in the first round. Totally understand that. But I, I sort of look at it from a let's even go broader than that. Um, the West does not have a dominant team. They do not have a team that has that look. I would argue maybe even the NBA doesn't. Maybe it's Boston. Yeah. Maybe the Boston Celtics. Right. They're forty four and twelve. I get it. They're 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 going to be the one seed in the East. They're the big bad dog. But you look up and down the NBA right now, and you're like, who's just like terrifying? I don't really think it exists. And it didn't exist last year. When you look at the right. the standings at the end of the year, the Nuggets were first, the first seed, with 53 wins, Mark. This is not the Warriors going 65 and 17, and God forbid I mentioned 73 and 9, which I'm not going to do. Please don't. But the Nuggets, 53. The Warriors were 44 wins as a sixth seed. They, they were right there. Yep. I mean, this year... You win 48, and you might be the six. It's a little bit top-heavy with you know, three or four teams, I think. I think it's deeper. Yes. It's just not that team or exactly. two where you're like, you're you're insurmountable. And I don't, I don't think there was last year either, honestly. I mean, Denver with 53 wins, they ended up winning it all, but yep. they were not so dominant. They no. weren't even as dominant as Phoenix the year before. No. No. I mean, they had that look. They've got Jokic, blah, 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 coming off of the MVP season at the time. Totally understand all that, but uh, look, um, I know these are moments, and uh, and you've got to finish them. And the definition of a great team is the team that that handles their business in the fourth quarter. So the Warriors have to do all that. But this is a team that beat the Phoenix Suns last week. This is a team that's had the Nuggets dead to rights twice. This is a team that had the Clippers down by fifteen just last week. 
Uh, this is a team that's had two unbelievably memorable games against the Oklahoma City Thunder. This is a team that's already beaten the Boston Celtics in their building already this year. Um, I could go on and on and on. Um, they've played these teams, and they are right there. And at times, that was a lesser version of who they are now. So, um, again, we're answering the larger question, they believe, do you? I think in this moment we do. It's all sort of pending. It's all based on what happens next. We're assuming health, which we can't and and shouldn't do. Um, I would just put it this way. I'm not thinking about things that I won't for a while in terms of a championship, I just think about it more in terms of general optimism, and uh, and I definitely have that. Yeah, arrow up and stock up, and all Warrior fans should feel the same way. And you can look at last night's win, and you can say, well, the Lakers didn't have LeBron. I mean, what's that really worth? It's worth one. It's worth one W in the W column. Yeah. So. If you happen to face a team in the playoffs and they they don't have their best player, you don't have to apologize. I've never understood that, having to apologize for winning series in the playoffs against teams that maybe had injured players. When they beat the Cavs and Kyrie was hurt, you don't get .8 championships. You get the trophy. Is, Is Draymond Green one of the Warriors' best players? Yeah, you would argue. Okay, well, they they, they played, what, they've played like a third of their schedule without him this year. Yeah, well, I was going to say they've played like four years with him injured. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously, that guy's body, he's always hes always dinged up. Yep. Plays yep. so hard. Um, we're sponsored by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Your opportunity to uh, chime in uh, one more time before we head to Warrior Basketball. They believe, do you? 888-957-9570, Willard and Dips. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Now, back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. If you haven't already, then quite frankly, I gotta ask, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Subscribe to Willard and Dibs. It's not that hard. It's free. Free Odyssey app. You're here every day. Why Why don't you go there every day? And then it's easier wherever you find your favorite podcast. Subscribe to Willard and Dibs. While you're there, I do that for all of our shows. Bonte and Joe, Steiny and Goo. Gary St. Jean had a fun appearance on the Morning Roast from earlier today. You want to check that out while you're there. Uh, That's where Gary, the saintly one, uh, told me that uh, good small teams beat good big teams. Hello, fellas. Yeah. uh, Love the saintly one. He did. He started out with a happy Friday. And I was just like, well, that's just the best peanut butter and jelly sandwich I've ever had in my life. My other favorite was... Happy uh, Friday, guys! He, he, <laughs> his, like, uh, yes! his call dropped, and then they're like, oh, you know, let's get the saintly one back. And they get him back, and he's like, hey, it couldn't have been me. The phone's working yes, fine in Danville. Exactly. I think Bonte's trying to cut me off. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yep, yep. He was on a heater, 
and uh, gone. Yeah. So anyway, check that out. Also, I do think Warrior fans, Tim Roy and Chris Mannix, both on the show today. I think you'd enjoy that if you missed that. Mannix, I always, to me, this is a barometer. Maybe this is just me, but I do think sometimes, you know, when you're you're a fan of a team, there's two kinds of content out there, local and national. And I think we get it. For instance, let's take the Brock Purdy conversation, for example. I think we largely wanted to kick people in the face nationally when they talked about Brock Purdy this year. Because it's like, you don't, you don't understand. You're not here. You're not watching. You haven't seen everything that this organization's been through. You don't get it. And there's no such thing in the NFL as, well, he's got good players around him, so that means that any old quarterback will do. Like, that, that, that never works. That's never been a thing. So you're really frustrating us right now. Okay, fine. And so we blow off, you know, national media. Our friend Rob Parker last week, Kyle Shanahan should be fired. Okay, you, you sound ridiculous. Yeah, but just but, as a point of information, uh, he wound up 22nd in Steven Ruiz's quarterback rankings. Oh, that's fun. Thanks, Steve. So Shout out the ringer. Right. Steve, did we lose you? Good. Um, <laughs> anyway, five. Yeah, I- I- anyway. It's a rare five. I just... I lost you. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, though, I do like to check ourselves because I will also acknowledge that we are emotionally invested, therefore very open to bias. Not Tobias Harris, just Tobias. You're hot right now. I've had a few. You're in your bag. Anyway. He's in his bag. <laughs> so let's check ourselves because we're over here like the Warriors have won 9 of 11. We're going to be championship again. So are we, are, are, are we being lame right now? And Chris Mannix, I mean, without us even asking, he threw an article on Sports Illustrated. This guy's based in Boston, okay? Fallen with Celtics. Yeah. And I know Chris a little bit. He is not prone Whoop. to milk and cookies. Chris will say it, man. And the whole damn article is basically about how the Golden State Warriors um, are back. Or maybe they never left. Not all the way back with a capital B, but they're heading back. Warriors believe the in themselves. Maybe you should do. Yeah, and the whole thing. maybe you well, should too. But here's the thing: go player by player, and that's kind of what he does. Yeah, and, and that's why can, I asked him about Andrew Wiggins. Totally, and he said, "Boy, that's a it's a tough one." Right, you know. Yeah, well, he, nobody knows. Well, he said of late, if this is the Andrew that you're going to get, then yeah. I had to laugh in that conversation because did he say to you the jury is still out? Yes, I'm like. The jury, he's been in the league for a decade. It's a hung jury. That's what I said to him, and he's like, yeah, it's, it's a yeah. hung jury. The jury's not allowed to still be out. Everybody went home, including the judge. He needed a snack. Well, it was a mistrial is what it was because, you know, there was a verdict, and then that verdict got overturned on appeal, <laughs> and then it got kicked up to a higher court, and we're still trying to adjudicate it's an adjudication sensation, Mark, is what it is. How many years has he played? Wiggins? Yeah. 10 uh, two, or 11? Uh, uh, Granny's in so, pregame so, mode. He missed one, eight, but that's all right. Uh, ten. This is his 11th year. Right. And 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 people are calling us going, hey, jury's still out. Well, right. Jury's not supposed to be out for 11 years. This is just someone who is going to be amazing sometimes. I got jury duty and, next week. And, if I'm on a jury that goes 11, 11 years, <laughs> I'll be 66 when I come back to work. You're leaving. And at ten bucks a day or whatever they pay, 
I'm out, coach. I'm going to go broke. Hang on a sec. Hold on a sec. I mean, we can't do 365 because there are weekends, right? Sure. We, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, That's 4,000 days. 250. Uh, times 11 times, is 2750 well, no, times $10. $10, oh, $10 so that's $2,500 times 11. All right. Thirty grand, twenty-seven thousand five hundred bucks over the next eleven years. Good for you. All you gotta do is sit there. You don't need to do a damn thing. All you gotta do is sit there. Yeah, just sit there and look like a like an idiot. Perfect. <laughs> no, you gotta pay attention and take notes. No, you don't. You really do. You don't. You get reprimanded. Uh, <laughs> could somebody wake up, juror number seven, please? <sighs> juror number seven is snoring. Hey, hey, vulnerable moment. Nobody's listening. Don't worry. Okay. Have you ever? They call it voir dire. Is that right? Oh yeah, that's the jury selection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at look at Lucas. He's like, what the hell are you talking about? Why did you change languages? Let him eat. It's called voir dire. Yes, that's jury selection. I'm impressed that you know that. Have you ever? I used to watch Law and Order. Have you ever lied so that they wouldn't pick you? No, no. The thing about it is, are you lying right now? No, I don't have to lie because I know they don't want to pick me. When the attorney, Why don't they want to pick you because I'm because you're angry. They don't know that. No, because I'm I'm a little bit of a. I don't want to say anything right now because Granny's Why? got his finger on the yeah, record he does. button. Look at him; he's never looks I'm more angry, Jeff. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it's it's because I'm a I'm a little bit quirky. We'll just say that. Yeah. So when the, okay. when the attorney says, "Yeah, that's... juror number twenty five, do you have any predispositions toward yeah. uh, attempted murders?" <laughs> Actually, no, I don't. I find him intriguing. They wouldn't ask you. <laughs> Do you have any? That would be the funniest one-year question of all time. Juror number 28. Do you have anything against people who kill other people? <laughs> Actually, Jim, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I've got it a few uh, times myself. I mean, who among us hasn't, you know? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. No, they tend to, uh, they see me and they go, uh, juror number 28, you've been dismissed. <laughs> Just by walking in. I've been in the box a couple times. What's, what's in the box? What's in the box? Not me for very long wow and i've tried to get on juries before back before i was you know really gainfully employed it's in the city actually san francisco mm-hmm. i was trying to get in there you ever been a uh, jury foreman no i've never been on a jury oh you've never done no, it. no i've been i've been in the voir dire I process did, i did it i did it dave matthews man i did it dude you would be the i thank god i'm not on a jury with you i was the foreman oh god he was guilty that thing must have taken hours. <laughs> Guys, you got a minute? No. I'm just 30 seconds well, on why I think he's you guilty. You just got to listen. I was, you got to listen. And then, Impossible for no, you. No, when we got to the end and there's like seven people who are ready to leave and four who are like, I'm not sure. I'm like, I'm going to make you Trader Joe's dip and you're going to say you're sure. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Let's move on. And we did it. And he was guilty. And he was. I was very sure. It wasn't a big deal. Pretty sure. Yeah, he stole something. This is no, <laughs> no big deal. All right. It's um, time. Speaking of court, let's do the defensive play of the week brought to you by East Bay Law Practice. When you need the best defense, you need to call the Bay Area's top criminal defense attorney. Visit eastbaylawpractice.com today. All right. Dibs, we're going to go back to last night. Back, 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 back. The Warriors were in control. Versus the Lakers, leading by 15 in the third quarter, which is usually terrifying moments. 15-point lead in the third quarter. Ever heard of that before? But then, Andrew Wiggins, who you can always count on, stepped in 
and added to this thing on both ends of the floor. Back to Dinwiddie. Guarded by Mooney into Davis. Stops and goes up. Blocked by Wiggins with weak side help. Knocked it away. Moody to Curry. Bounce pass Clay. Clay run off the line. Shoveled inside Wiggins. Layup good. What a pass by Clay Thompson. Timeout LA. Warriors go up by 17. 86 69. And they stand at Jared Chase Center. Uh, at that moment, I got to be honest, I grabbed a piece of pizza and, and sat down on the couch, and I'm like, watch how they screw this thing up. I'm going to eat it. Yeah. Oh, I went the other way. But I... then Guy Santos came in and hit a three, and I'm like, I think it's going to be okay. I was a little uh, intrigued that uh, uh, Darvin Ham waved the white flag so early. Well, they waved the white Wave flag. Wave it, Hammy. They waved it before the game started. LeBron James is sitting over there. He played in the All-Star game, and he's playing the Spurs tonight. But they hurt. They were down like 12 with four minutes left, and he's waving it? He's not hurt. He's not hurt. They were only down like by a dozen with four minutes to go, and he's like, hey, scrubs, get in there. It's like he's never seen a Warrior game before. Totally. Defensive Player of the Week brought to you by East Bay Law Practice. East Bay Law Practice knows how to go the distance for you by providing the defense you need to help reduce or eliminate your penalties. Visit eastbaylawpractice.com today. Uh, The lovely and the kids are literally sitting outside the door right now because it is time for Warrior Basketball and we going, brother. Uh, you want to do it again tomorrow? Can I get a ride to the car? Um, no. That's the wrong direction. I'll be here Monday anyway. <laughs> Broke right. my heart. Perfect. I'll see you then. <laughs> What's coming up on the game is brought to you by Fremont Bank. Full service banking, no compromises. Guess who it is, kids and campers? It's none other than Mark Grandy. Warriors Live, ahead of Warriors Hornets right here on 95.7 The Game. Thank you all for a great week and all of your engagement. For Dibs, for Grandy, for Lucas, I'm Mark. Shoot your shot. It is all you got. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.